I'm going to move. I moved during that prayer, and I thought the forum was going to explode. So I'm going to move over there and grab this uh, music stand, and hopefully my microphone can handle it. I don't know what the deal was there. So, well, hey, awesome. Uh, man, it's awesome to, uh, to see everybody here. Uh, and hey, listen, uh, I know I said it earlier in, in, the, uh, in the baptisms, but if today is your really first, second time here, you're new at Summit, uh, we would love to connect with you really quick after church. Just fill out that connection card. Say, I'm a first-time guest, second-time guest, whichever one applies to you. Take it out there to that table. We would love uh, to give you some, uh, just some really uh, quick, free, cool stuff. Uh, just kind of let you in on uh, who we are as a church, man. So we've got some free stuff out there. A really cool gift for all uh, people who are new here today. Man, we're excited to be here today. Let me take a quick survey. How many people here are on some kind of social media? Raise your hand. Some kind of social media, like anything. It doesn't matter. Just raise your hand. Now, keep your hands up. Let me see them. Okay, go ahead. I'm not going to make fun of you. I mean, I'm on all kinds of stuff, all right? There we go. Almost, look at there, look at there. Virtually, almost every single hand in the crowd uh, went up. I mean, people are on uh, Facebook. Facebook people, raise your hand. Facebook, okay, there we go. Put your hands down. Twitter, anybody on Twitter? There we go, a couple people. Instagram, Instagram, there. Hands are going up. Snapchat, Snapchat, nobody wants to confess that. We don't want to know what you're doing. Um, uh, Periscope, anybody? Periscope, anybody? There's a couple people. That might be uh, a little bit too new. But man, everybody almost in some way, shape, or form, if you're not on social media like like you have your own profile, you've been on social media uh, before. And I, I read a couple of weeks ago that the average person, so this is the low end guy. Okay, but the average person checks uh, social media, and again, whatever you use—Facebook, Twitter, Instagram—it doesn't matter. Maybe you're on all of them, um, but the average person checks social media at minimum 14 times a day. 14 times a day. Now, is there any one of us who would be honest enough to admit, you know what, I think I blow that out of the water. Raise your hand right now. Some of you, you are just connected automatically. You just wake up and boom, it's on, right? But, um, but uh, you know, we're constantly, constantly getting on, you know, Facebook, Instagram, Twitter to, to check and see how many likes we got to check and see what our friends' cats are doing, to check and see what so-and-so ate for dinner. I mean, we're, I mean, we're constantly getting on social media to, to, uh, to, to see what everybody's up to, to, to see what's going on in people's lives. And, uh, and not only are we on social media, but we're texting all the time. And, and listen, maybe I'm the only one, uh, maybe I'm the only one in the room, and maybe you can judge me, you can pray for me if you want, but am I the only guy in the room that when I text somebody or I send somebody a Facebook message and I instantly see that circle come up in the bottom and those three bouncy balls to let me know they're responding right then, I get real fired up. I get excited. I'm like, bro, I'm about to get something back right now. Boom, yeah, right? And then there's that, have you ever had that moment where somebody's typing, the, bounce, the balls are bouncing, and then all of a sudden the ball stopped bouncing and nothing happens? I just want to text them back, bro, who, you mad? What happened? Like, I feel like I ticked you off, and then, like, I spend, like, 72 hours in anxiety. I need a lot of prayer counseling, hugs, and, and all kinds of things like that. Who here remembers MySpace? Raise your hand. MySpace. Look at that. Now, there was some social media. Right there, man. I used to, man, that was awesome. You could put your own, like, soundtrack to your social media page, and, like, it'd be real quiet. You go to somebody's page, and, like, Pantera starts playing, you know, or something like that. But remember the thing that I love best about uh, MySpace? Uh, remember you could have your top friends. Remember that? Just to kind of let everybody know, hey, listen, I don't like you as much as these people, right? And what was the dude's name that was over MySpace? Was it Tom? 
Was that it? Some people had Tom in their top friends list. And I'm like, you loser. Like, get some more friends, man. You don't even know Tom, right? But, but, uh, but, but here's the, and not only do we have MySpace, you know, you, you have your top friends on your phone, right? You got favorites. How many people have favorites on your phone contacts? People, right? I've got some. I've got some. Don't ask if you're one because probably not. But, um, uh, right? But, but those are the people, you know, your top friends. And, and, you know, you can't do that on Facebook, things like that. But, but, those are the people, man, that, that, that you really want to hear from, right? Those are the people, man, that you get excited to hear about. Those are the people, you know, like your, your favorites. And maybe it's not even somebody on social media. Maybe it's, you know, somebody, maybe it's nothing at all to do with social media. But there's somebody in your life that when they speak, I mean, they get taught, they get, list, they get listened to. You know, they've got influence in your life. It might be a grandparent. It might be your spouse. It might be a teacher. It might be a mentor of some kind. But, when, man, when they speak, you listen, well, here's what I want to do today. Here's what, I want to, here's what I want to just put on the table in front of us for the few moments that we've got left together today. Here's what I want to do. Today, I want us to see that the biggest voice that we need to listen to in 2016 is the voice of God. The biggest voice in my life and in your life in 2016 needs to be the voice of God. Because I don't know if anybody has ever told you this before, but did you know that God wants to speak to you? Did you know that? Did you know that God wants to speak to you? In fact, Jesus actually said this, guys, in the Bible. In John chapter 10, it should be up here on the screen, John 10, 27. My sheep hear my voice, and I know them, and they follow me. So if you're a Christian today, you are one of Jesus' sheep. So Christians, lean in for a second. If you're, and listen, I'm not talking to perfect people. There are no perfect people. But if you're saved, you're forgiven. Did you know that God wants to speak to you? Christians, hey, hey, check this out. If you're a child of God today, did you know that you can hear the voice of God? Did you know that? You. I'm not talking about the preacher. I'm not, ta- I'm not talking about me. I'm talking about you. I'm talking to every teenager who the Holy Spirit lives in. I'm talking to you moms, you dads, you grandparents. You can hear God's voice. But see, not only can you hear God's voice, we can also hear the devil's voice, can't we? Because again, maybe you're new to church and this whole kind of thing is freaking you out. You're like, whoa, God wants to speak to me. You've never heard that before. Well, hang on, just hang with me. But also, not only can we hear God's voice, we can hear the voice of the devil. Now, the devil is real. The devil's not on the same playing field as God. The devil was a created being. He he, he tried to uh, actually take God's position on God's throne, but you can never fight against God. God's never lost, lost the fight, so God kicks Satan out of heaven. Satan is a fallen angel. He's a created being. He is not on the same level as God. But the Bible does say in 1 Peter that the devil prowls around like a roaring lion seeking people to devour. So Christians, the devil will lie to you. He'll condemn you. He'll try to put doubts in your mind. You can hear God's voice, but you can also hear the devil's voice. And not only can you hear the devil's voice, but we can hear our own voices, can't we? Our own emotions our, and, and feelings, things that we say to ourselves, we can also listen to the voice of other people. And sometimes their advice is good, sometimes it's not so good. One question I get all the time is, Mark, how can I hear God speak to me? Mark, how can I know when God is speaking 
to me? Well, listen, if you've ever wanted that question answered, you came on a perfect day because that is exactly what we're talking about today. How can you hear God's voice? How can you know if God is speaking to you? I remember when I became a Christian when I was 18 years old. When I got saved when I was 18, I had all kinds of people tell me, Mark, God wants to talk to you. Mark, God wants to speak to you. And listen, man, I was fired up. I was excited. And so I said, listen, whatever God has for me, I want it. If God wants to say something to me, I want to hear it. So how do I hear God speak to me? And so all kinds of Christians were telling me, God wants to speak to you. And I'd say, so what do I do to hear God speak to me? And they would all say the same thing. Here's what they'd say. They'd say, Mark, listen, if you want to hear God speak to you, you need to get alone by yourself and pray, and ask God to speak to you, and then get really quiet, and wait, and listen. So I thought, whoa, that's heavy. But cool, I'll do that. So I did that. I did that a lot. And so I got alone in my room or dorm or whatever when I was in college or just alone, and get on my knees, and I do, would do exactly what they told me to do. I'd get on my knees, and I'd say, all right, God, these people tell me you want to speak to me. Uh, so God, God, I'm listening. God, speak to me. And then I'd get really still and quiet. And every time I would wake up 45 minutes later. <laughs> every time, y'all. Every time. I'm like, God, people are hearing you talk to them. I can't help but go to sleep. And I go to these people, listen, I'm doing what you're telling me. I'm getting real still. And my wife can tell you, I'm a heavy sleeper, y'all. I can't get any stiller than when I'm asleep. I'm, God, I'm t- God, talk to me. And then 45 minutes later, what, did I miss it? I don't know. And, 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 and then one day, I just got real discouraged. I was like, I guess God wants to talk to everybody but me. And then one day I had this thought, and it was probably God speaking to me, but, but one day this thing, this thought came into my mind, and it was just this thought that said, Mark, you are wanting me to say something new to you. You need to realize I've already spoken. I've already spoken. Mark, why are you trying to get a new experience? Why are you trying to get a new word from me when, Mark, you haven't even scratched the surface of what I've already said? So here's what I want to do today. I want to get as clear and as practical as I possibly can and answer the question, how can I hear God's voice? Because God wants to speak to every person in this room. Did you know that? Like that is not preacher talk. God wants to talk to you and to you and to you and to you and to you. Every person in this room, God wants to speak to you. Well, how can I hear him? All right, so I hope you're a note taker. I hope you're taking notes maybe on our app. If not, you might want to get a sheet of paper and write some of this stuff down because my goal, I'm not trying to be cool today or anything like that. I want to be as clear as possible and answer the question, how can you hear God's voice? Two things today. First, if you've got a Bible, I want you to go ahead and open up your Bible to 2 Timothy chapter 3. 2 Timothy chapter 3 verse 16. 
2 Timothy 3, 16. So if you've got a Bible, uh, go ahead and open it up. Turn it on on your phone. If you've got a Bible app on your phone, turn to 2 Timothy chapter 3, verse 16. I'm going to read this, and this is what it says here. If you've been in church for a little bit, you've probably heard this verse some, but it might be new to somebody, but here it is. I love this verse. Watch this. All Scripture is breathed out by God. Let me say that again. All Scripture is breathed out by God. Your Bible might say is inspired by God, or your Bible might say is God-breathed. It's the same idea. All Scripture is breathed out by God and profitable for teaching, for reproof, for correction, and for training in righteousness. Let's just read verse 17, that the man of God, woman of God, man, woman of God, may be competent, equipped for every good work. See, if you want to hear God's voice, here's the first thing that I would say to us this morning. You need to put yourself in a position to hear from God. If you want God to speak to you, then you need to put yourself in the position to hear from God. See, when we think about God speaking to us, I don't know what comes to your mind, but when I think about that, you know, what typically comes to my mind is something really dramatic. Don't we think that? You know, we think angels and trumpets and burning bushes and all kinds of different things when we think about God speaking to us. But did you see how the verse just started that we read? 2 Timothy 3, 16. Did you see how that verse started? It says this, all scripture is breathed out by God. Okay, now... Summit, I want you to look at me. I want you to look at me. This is the scriptures. This, the Bible, that's on your phone, that might be in your lap. Some of you have it at home. It's propping up that sofa because the leg's shorter than the other ones. This is the scriptures. And, And what we just read is that the author of this book is God himself. That this is an inspired book, that God wrote this book, that from, that from cover to cover, from Genesis all the way to Revelation, God wrote this book. Now, God inspired men to write it. Actually, God inspired over 40 men over the span of centuries to write the Bible. And those 40 men lived on different continents. Few of them knew each other. Over the span of centuries, they wrote one story that never contradicted it itself and is remarkably consistent all the way through. God inspired men to write, but make no mistake about it, God wrote this book. See, here's some things you got to know. Maybe you're you're taking notes. You need to write this down. You need to know Christianity is a revealed faith. Christianity is a revealed faith. See, what we talk about here every single Sunday and what we just read about, that the love of God, how he loves us, we didn't discover that under a rock. We didn't discover what Jesus did for us under a rock. There was no archaeological dig to discover, hey, you know what? Look, we just found under this rock that there's a God in heaven who's holy. We've all sinned. He loved us enough to send Jesus. Jesus died, came back to life. We can be saved. I just found it. It was under a rock. No, the only reason we know that is because God told it to us. See, it's so popular in the world that we live in today to talk about God and to say things like, well, you know what, I think God is like this. Or I feel like God would be like this. I think that God is probably like this. Listen, Summit, the moment that we get away from this, we're just simply making it up. Because you need to know that God 
You need to know that God has spoken in this book. Say, well, Mark, man, there's a lot of stuff in this book I don't like. Uh, Mark, there's a lot of stuff in here in this book that it's it's a hard pill to swallow. Say, Mark, you're telling me God wrote this book. Mark, there's a lot of things in this book that if I were writing this book, I wouldn't put it in there. And to to all that, I say, me too. If I was writing this book, I wouldn't put a lot of this stuff in here. If I was writing this book, listen, there, there are some things. That, listen, there are things in this book that, that it, it's a hard pill for me to swallow. There are things in this book, man, that I have a hard time with. But here's the question. Who are we to think that God has to agree with everything we or the culture thinks? Because you need to know in Isaiah 44, 55, verse 8, I think it's up here on the screen. I think it might be. Isaiah 55, 8, it says this. My ways are not your ways. And my thoughts are, it's not up there. God says in Isaiah 55, verse 8, you can write it down, look it up later. My ways are not your ways. My thoughts are not your thoughts. Meaning this, God exists outside of us. And listen, God didn't ask my opinion when he wrote this book. God didn't ask your opinion when he wrote this book. God revealed himself and said, this is who I am and you can't change it. This is, this, is, this is how it is, and you can't change it. There's a lot of things in this book that we might have a hard time believing, have a hard time swallowing. There might be things in this book that if you wrote this book, you would leave it out. And I just want to submit to our church that is proof that God wrote it. Did you know that every single religion in the world, every single religion in the world, the way you get to heaven is you are good enough. The way you get to heaven is you obey enough. The way you get to heaven is you do enough. People say all religions say the same thing. No, they don't. Christianity is the only faith in the entire world that says if you want to be saved, you can't do anything because God has done everything for you in the person of Jesus Christ. No faith says that. It's because God revealed that to us. Say, I want, Mark, I want to hear God speak to me. Mark, I want to hear the voice of God. How can I hear God speak to me? You start right here with this book, Summit. You start right here with this book. Now, is that the only way that God can speak to you? No, we're going to talk about some more in a second. But listen, you start right here. You start right here with this book and put yourself in a position to hear from God. And so what that looks like is that looks like you sitting down with your copy of the scriptures, your Bible on your phone, you sitting down with the Bible and doing two things. You might want to write these down, doing two things. First thing is ask God to speak to you. Sit down with the Bible. Listen, listen, if you read the Bible on your phone, don't open the Bible app the way you open Facebook. Don't open the Bible app the way you do Instagram. It is the Word of God. Yeah, it's on your phone, but it's the Word of God nonetheless. Praise God that God put it in a form. We can take it with us wherever we go. But if you read it on your phone or you're reading an actual copy of it, before you just jump in, ask God to speak to you. How many of you have read the Bible and it was hard to understand? My hand's up. Anybody else? Do you know why? Yeah, there's some stuff in here that's real weird, that's really technical. But listen, do you know why one of the reasons is it's so hard to read this book? Is because there's an enemy that doesn't want you to understand it. 
There's an enemy that doesn't want you to to read this book. Our hearts are so sinful, man, when I read this, I have a hard time with it. So I've got to ask God. I do this every single day. God, speak to me right now and help me to understand what I'm about to read. Ask God to speak to you. Because listen, God wants to speak to you from this book. Did you know this? God didn't write this book to speak to me only. God didn't write this book to speak to somebody else only. God wrote this book to speak to you and you and you and all of us. So when you sit down with it, ask God to speak to you. The second thing you need to do when you sit down, you're putting yourself in a position to hear from God. First, I'm going to ask God to speak to me. Second thing I'm going to do is I'm going to read with expectation. I'm going to read the Bible with expectation. I'm going to read the Bible, open it up, and say, you know what? God wants to speak to me today. God's got a word for me today. God's going to speak to me. Maybe you're going to read your Bible on your lunch break. Maybe you're going to read the Bible in between your classes. Maybe you're going to read the Bible before you go to bed tonight or when you wake up tomorrow morning. But when you wake up, when you do that, God speak to me, and then you begin to read. You know what? God is going to speak to me. Can I just get honest with you and tell you there have been times in my life, there have been numerous times, it happened to me this week, there have been times where I have been just so overwhelmed with a worry, with a problem, and I sit down and read the Bible and God speaks to me directly about that problem in my life from his word. Have you ever had that happen to you? It's one of the best experiences in your life because God is talking to you. There have been so many times in, in my family's life where I didn't know if things were going to work out, and I sat down and opened up my Bible, and God speaks to me about that very thing. There been times in the five-year history of this church, we're turning five in September. There been times in the five-year history of this church where I freaked out, where I didn't go to sleep at night, where I woke up in the middle of the night, and I said, God, I don't think it's going to work. I don't think we're going to make it. I don't think this is going to work out. And then God speaks to me about that exact thing from his word. And hey, can I be honest? There have been times where I've asked God to speak to me. I've opened it up and said, man, God's going to speak to me this morning. And I read it and nothing happens. That's the way people tell me, Mark, I quit reading the Bible because I got nothing out of it. Listen, every single time you read the Bible, you are sowing something into your life. Did you know that? You are sowing the word of God into your life. So when you read it and you get something out of it, praise God. But you might not, maybe sometimes you're going to read it and not see an immediate result. But listen, you'll see a long-term result. Keep reading the word of God. Ask God to speak to you. Read with expectation. Hey, you know what? You ought to come to church the same way. Did you know that? You ought to come to church. God, speak to me this morning at church. God, speak to me through the band. God, speak to me through Mark or whoever's preaching this morning. God, speak to me and then walk in here with expectation. Right? What if you walked in here every single Sunday? Man, God's going to do something awesome here today. God's going to speak into my life today. God's got a word for my family today. What if you walked in here with expectation? Hey, you know what? Some of you might get a little fired up. Some of you might wake up because right now I don't know if you are, right? Say, all right, Mark, well, where do I start? Mark, Mark, if God wants to speak to me through this book, then where do I 
start. Well, here's what we've done for you. When you walk out of there, it was actually out there this morning, but when you walk out there in the lobby right now, we've got all kinds of things that you can take for free out there right now. If you are not, if, listen, if you're here today and you're not a normal Bible reader, you, you say, Mark, Mark, listen, the only time I open the Bible is on Sundays. Go out there when you leave and grab this thing right here. It says 30 days with Jesus. It's less than a chapter a day from the book of Mark. It will take you two minutes. Here's this one, 90-day gospel reading plan. You can read through Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John in 90 days. That'll take you about five minutes. Here's this one, 90-day New Testament reading. You can read through the, ni- through the New Testament in three months. It'll take you 15 minutes a day, all right? Hey, if you're new to Christianity, maybe you just got saved, maybe you're trying to figure it out out there on, this t- out there on that table, we've got some books, Seek First, take this book. We try to give it to every person in this church who gives their life to Jesus Christ. And maybe you've got a Bible you just can't understand, I talked to somebody this week, said, Mark, I'm reading the Bible. I don't get it. I asked them, what are you using? They said, the King James Version. I said, maybe you ought to try something else because you don't talk that way. All right? Now, if you're KJV only and you want to shoot me right now, dude, don't. All right? Calm, calm down. All right? Calm, calm down. All right? Hey, out there, in the, out there in the lobby, we've got free Bibles. Don't ask, don't ask anybody. Just grab one. Take it. Take it. On your phone right now, I got my phone up here with me on stage. On your phone right now, if you've got the Bible app downloaded, is every single translation of the Bible available today for free on your phone right now. You can read the King James Version, the New American Standard Version, the New International Living Version. You can read the Korean Bible. Anybody? No? All right, no takers? Where do you get started? But listen, listen, if you don't want to do any of those, just get started. On that app, by the way, are hundreds of Bible reading plans. There's a button at the bottom that says plans. You click that. Hundreds of Bible reading plans will pop open. It is the Word of God. Just get started, and you are not going to go wrong. Say, well, Mark, Mark, I don't have time. Mark, I don't have time to read the Bible. I don't have time for it. Mark, I'm too busy. I'm constantly on the move. I don't have time to read the Bible. And I want to say something that might be offensive, but I pray you'll receive it because here's what I've discovered. I've discovered that we all have time to do what matters to us. We all have time to do what matters to us. Here lately, I've discovered that the same people who tell me that they don't have time to read the Bible, their next question is, have you watched Making a Murderer on Netflix? And I tried to watch that. And I tried to. I, I, we, I, we did the first episode, and I mean, it's fine, but, I, but that's 10 hours, y'all. 10, 10 hours. In dog years, that's like a, a century. I was watching the first episode. I was like, I don't think I got the commitment in me to do this. All right? I just don't think I can pull it off. Now, don't leave today thinking, well, the preacher at Summit said watching making a murderer is sin. No, he didn't. No, he didn't. Listen, listen. I've driven my family all over this great state to watch the new Star Wars movie in different theaters. I've seen it three times. I added it up this morning. That is six hours and 45 minutes of Star Wars goodness in my life. Praise the Lord. You can clap. But here's why I did that, because it mattered. Did you watch UK's game last night? I I ain't going to talk about how it went. But did you watch it? You know why you watched it? It mattered. Go to your kids' ball games, it matters. We always have time to do what matters. Have you noticed this? You notice this? See, Mark, I'm always running around. I'm always driving. Well, here's the great thing. Is, Is Morgan's mic on? 
Morgan's mic on. If not, go ahead and, go ahead and turn it on if we can. Um, here's the great thing, though, about, about the Bible on your phone is... Chapter 1. In the beginning was the Word. So, Mark, I drive around all the time. I ain't got time to read the Bible. Well, Bible dude will read it to you. Bible dude will read you the Bible. And without him was not anything made that was made. I love that voice, man. I wish that guy would just call me. What are you doing? Can I read you the word of the Lord? Oh, man, that's so awesome. Sexy voice man reading the Bible to me. I love it. I feel like God's taken away every excuse we have to not read his word. That's what I feel like. That's what I feel like. Because you got time to do what matters. I'm not trying to condemn anybody make you feel bad. I'm just telling you, listen, God wants to speak to you out of this book. Now, is this the only way that God will speak to you? No, God can speak to you through dreams and visions. God can speak to you through other people. God can speak to you through circumstances. God can speak to you through the Holy Spirit, through, through, uh, through, impulses, through impulses, maybe tugs at your heart, things like that. Yesterday, I went to the hospital, and I was praying with this lady. And while I was praying, I, this thought just rang through my head. Ask her if she's saved. And I instantly said, well, you know what? I know that's not the devil because the devil's not going to take you to do that, all right? The de- Listen, if you're like, I think the devil's speaking to me. And if the, if the only voice in your head is saying, go to church, that's not the devil, all right? Tell all your friends that they need Jesus. That's not the devil, okay? It's not. So, so we prayed and I asked her, I, I said, hey, listen, are you, I, I just feel like I need to ask you, are you a Christian? She said, yes. And I said, so you're confident that you've got a relationship with God? She said, yes. And we moved on with our lives. But you know what? God can speak to you through all manner of things, through circumstances, dreams, visions, that sort of thing. But here's the thing you got to keep in mind, this verse right here. 1 John chapter 4, verse 1, beloved, do not believe every spirit, but test the spirits. Everybody say, Test. Test the spirits to see whether they're from God, for many false prophets have gone out into the world. i got to tell you, when people walk up to me, and this happens a lot, when people walk up to me and they say, Mark, I've got a word from God to you, I cringe. I'm like, oh, yeah? Here's the thing, here's the thing. Don't believe anything anybody ever tells you about God until you test it against this book and see if it's true. That goes for me, too. That goes for me too. Well, I believe that because that's what Mark says. Well, how do you know Mark's how do you know Mark's right? How do you know I'm right? I'm just a man. I ain't God. You need to test everything against that. This person told me this. Does it line up with this? This person said this. Does it line up with I had this dream? Does it line up with this? Because listen, God can speak to you through other people, circumstances, you know, dreams, visions, but God will never contradict his word in this book. That was huge. You need to write that down. God will never contradict this book. He never will. He ne- Mark, how can I know if God is speaking to me? I think that he is. If it doesn't line up here, he ain't talking. I have a perfect piece about leaving my wife because she doesn't make me happy anymore. I've had losers say that to me, and I want to punch them. If that's you, God's not speaking to you. You're dumb. Amen, amen. Yeah, that was awesome. Amen, amen. I'm going to autograph my Bible after this sermon. I feel like God is, is leading me to sleep with this person. We're not married, but we've, we're consenting adults. No, God's not leading you to do that because he says here, don't. Put yourself in a position to hear from God. And then number two, last thing, we got to go. Number two, last thing. Once God speaks, do what he says. Once God speaks, 
Do what he says. James 1.22 says this, be doers of the word and not hearers only, deceiving yourselves. So when God speaks, say yes to whatever God says. I'm telling you, if you want to see your relationship with God grow, your faith grow, your love for God grow, then whatever God says to you to do, say yes. Listen, when you begin to read this book, God is going to say some things to you, and your response needs to be, cultivate this in your life. Yes, Lord. Yes, Lord. I'm going to do that. When you read this book, somebody in this room right here, you're going to begin to read this book, and God's going to tell you that this is the year you need to forgive that person. And yes, it will be hard, but say yes. Somebody in this room, you're going to read this book and God's going to tell you that friend that you go to school with that doesn't know me, you need to tell them the gospel this week. And I know you're afraid. Say yes. Somebody in this room, you're going to read this book and God's going to tell you, hey, you know what? You need to stop just simply going to church. You need to begin to be the church and use the spiritual gifts that I've given you. Don't make excuses. Say yes. Hey, you know what? You need to love your wife like Jesus loved the church. Don't make excuses. Say yes. You need to, you need to love and, and, and pour into your children. Don't, don't, don't give excuses. Say yes. Teenagers, you need to obey your parents. They all just left. They all just left. Don't fight that. Say yes. Whatever God says, say yes. Don't leave today thinking this sermon was just about how you need to read your Bible, because it's not. This was a sermon about making the voice of God the biggest voice in your life. And as the band comes right now, I just want to ask you, who is the biggest voice in your life? Maybe it's your spouse. Maybe it's your boss. Maybe it's somebody on Twitter. Maybe it's somebody on social media. Maybe it's your kids. Maybe it's your parents. I don't know who it is. God wants to be the biggest voice in your life. How do I start? Right here. You start right here. You start right here. See, some of you, today, God is speaking to you right now. You felt this tug in your heart. There's something going on in your mind, and you're thinking this. Man, I need to be saved. I need Jesus in my life. I I need to give my life to Christ today. Don't fight that. Say yes. Don't run away from that. Say yes. Say, yes, God, I'll do that. Yes, God, I will surrender to you. Yes, God, I need Jesus to save me. Jesus, yes to you. Don't put it off. Say yes. Don't worry about what people will think of you. Say yes. Because that is the biggest yes you can ever give in your life. Is that yes to him today. Would you pray with me? Let's pray. God, we just... We just love the fact that you want to talk to us. And yeah, your word says hard things. Your word says big things and confusing things. But it's because you're God and we're not. You're God, we're not. And I pray that we wouldn't argue, we would submit. And so God, right now, I pray that that's what we would want. I pray right now that we would, as a church, want the voice of God to be the biggest voice in our lives. That above all the noise in the world and all the noise in the culture, the voice we want the most is yours. With every head bowed, with every eye closed, I just want to ask you that simple question. I want to ask you today, and you can respond by simply raising your hand. I want to ask you today, who in this room wants God's voice to be the biggest voice in their life? If that's you, would you raise your hand right now? 
Raise your hand right now if that's you. I want God's voice to be the biggest voice. Raise your hand high right now. Don't kind of raise it. Raise it high. All over hands are up. If that's you, raise your hand. That's you. I want the voice of God to be the biggest voice. Raise your hand right there. Hands are up all over this room. Praise God for hands that are up right now. Father, I just pray for every person that raised their hand and even people that didn't raise their hand. God, that we would take that step towards you of wanting your voice to be the biggest, the loudest voice in our lives. And the way that we do that is to get into the book that you wrote, to dive into your word. So Father, I pray that Jesus, you would help us to, to get into, into your word, help us to position ourselves to hear from you. And then once you speak, to do exactly what you say. With every head bowed, with every eye closed, no one is looking around. Maybe you're here today and you need to say that first yes to Jesus Christ. You need to say that first yes to Jesus. And today, you need to ask God to save you. To, to, you need to ask God to save you. And right now, right now, I'm going to give you the opportunity to say yes to Jesus. And you don't have to be perfect because nobody is. And you don't need to go out and clean off first. You don't need to try to, to make better decisions first. Jesus said simply, Come. Come to me, all who are weary, and I will give you rest. You just come to him. And the way that you come to him is in a moment like this, in prayer, asking God, saying, God, forgive me for my sin and save me. Listen, if God is tugging at your heart today, if there is something inside of you that's saying right now, I need Jesus, I want to be saved I want a relationship with God. That is God. That is God speaking to you right now. And I'm going to pray a prayer, and I invite you, if that's you today, if you want to give your life to Jesus Christ, I'm going to pray a prayer, and I just invite you to pray this prayer silently with me right there where you're at. Let's pray and say, Dear Lord Jesus, forgive me for my sin. Come into my life and save me. Make all things new inside of me. I give my life to you today. Thank you that you love me. Thank you that you died for me and you came back to life for me, Jesus. Here is my life, take it. Amen. With with no one looking around, every head bowed. Did you just pray that prayer? Did you just say yes to Jesus for the very first time? Man, I would love to celebrate with you today in that. And if you did, I'm gonna count to three. And as soon as I say three, I would just ask you to raise your hand really high so that I can see it and just simply celebrate with you today that today's the day you said yes to Jesus Christ. One, two, three. Just raise your hand right now if that's you that you say, today's the day I said yes to Jesus for the first time. Raise your hand high if that's you. If you did, I'd love for you to look at me. Just look at me one second. You know, on your way out today, I already mentioned it. Your way out today, we'd love to give you a Bible. We'd love to give you a green book called Seek First just to help you in the decision that you just made to follow Jesus Christ. It's the biggest decision that you've ever made. We're just so excited that you would take that step. Father, I just pray right now, God, that as we just continue with this time of invitation, this time of response, and right now as we move into receiving the offering, God, that you would continue to have your way in our lives. 
that you would continue to speak to us. We would continue to say yes to you in Jesus' name. Amen. As our ushers come right now, as our ushers come, we're going to prepare to receive our offering. I'll tell you what you can do right now is that connection card that we gave you when you walked in. If you would just take that, flip that over. If we can pray for you, let us know on the back of that card. You can drop it in the offering plate. Maybe today you want to make the decision to be baptized. Check that box. You want to serve. Check the box on the back of that card. You, you made that decision to give your life to Christ. Hey, listen, don't leave until you tell somebody. Check that box on the back. Drop those cards in the offering plate. Okay? Now our ushers are going to receive our offering. And, and this is the time every single service where we have an opportunity to say yes to Jesus. Yes, Jesus, we will give our lives to you. And I don't know if you knew this or not, but every single week when you give, uh, your giving goes to several different things. One, if you, if you want to give to what we have called the dollar club, that dollar club is simply a dollar more than maybe your regular tithes and offerings. And that dollar combined, it goes to helping families maybe uh, who are struggling to pay bills and to meet needs. Man, we've helped a lot of people here in the past recent weeks with needs. And so you give and it makes it possible. Later on this year, we're going to launch a campus of our church in Whitesburg. And what you give helps us to start new churches, not just here, but around the world. What you give here helps make the ministries of this church possible. So we just want to thank every person that gives here. Whether you give here, whether you give online, we just say God bless you for giving today. Hey, we're going to stand and our worship team is going to lead us uh, in a song right now. So let's all stand. Let's all stand. And I'm going to pray for our offering. Let's worship God today as we're receiving our offering. Father, I thank you for every person that gives here today. I thank you for every decision that was made, God. As we say yes to you, this offering is an opportunity to say yes to you. And we say that yes. And God, we believe that you will take what is given here and use it to build the kingdom in this community and around the world. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Hey, guys, you give as God leads you to give. Let's worship God today.
Listen, next Sunday, next Sunday, February the 7th is Football Sunday here at Summit. So if you got your favorite team playing the Super Bowl, if not, whatever, well, I want you to wear your favorite team's jersey. We're going to have a fun time next Sunday morning and then next Sunday night at the Super Bowl party. We're having a Super Bowl party, 6 p.m. at the Armory. You're going to watch it anyway. Watch it with us. If you can bring some food to eat that you'd love to eat during the Super Bowl, it'd be great. But either way, we just want you to be there. And hey, guys. First, second time guests, we'd love to give you a really cool free gift out there at our welcome table. Guys, we love you. You are dismissed. We will see you next week. Love you guys. And we need Broncos hats and jerseys there is what we need. Broncos Broncos hats and jerseys. Broncos fans. Broncos fans. (laughs)